Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Grammy Award-winning legendary jazz bassist Buster Williams. We caught up with him on the last day of January 2022 to talk about navigating COVID, upcoming gigs and projects, and reflecting on his long existence in jazz. Originally from Camden, New Jersey, his father was a jazz musician, and that would be the first show he ever saw live. He would go on to become a legend and work with the jazz giants like Art Blakey, Betty Carter, Carmen McRae, Chet Baker, Jimmy He. Hank Jones, Lee Morgan, Hampton Hawes, Sonny Rollins, Count Basie, and that list goes on and on and on, and he has all of the stories to back it up. Enjoy. Joe Domino with Neon Jazz Radio in Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, how are you? How are you, sir? Just fine, thank you. Cool. Hey, thank you for taking a minute out for the show. I really appreciate it. My first question is kind of the elephant in the room with everything that's going on. How have you been doing since March of 2020 with COVID and kind of keeping the creative juices going? Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, when, when, um, when something doesn't work well, well, it makes something else work very well, you know, sort of like, you know, when you don't have your hearing, then your eyes, your touch and your senses heighten. So, uh, the, the, you know, the pandemic has, um, spurred me on to um, uh, other things that I might not have been doing or should have been doing. And it's heightened uh, my awareness of, of uh, things that I definitely should be doing. Uh, the the only down is uh, the pandemic weight. And I mean W, I don't mean the weight, I mean the, the extra pounds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just work, trying to work that off, but I'm I'm going to find. So what about projects? Have you been working on anything? Is there anything kind of looming coming out in 2022? Yeah, I got a uh, record that I got to get done. The pandemic has sort of delayed it. It's, uh, was supposed to be, I was supposed to be recording in February, and then I was recording in March. Looks like I'm going to do it in April. But all that extra time has given me uh, uh, no excuses for it to be something really good. That's the other part of this. You know, you're going to be recording here soon. Is there anything else that's opening up for you as the year kind of goes forward that's hopeful as far as, like, performing and doing anything else related to uh, getting out there and doing the music? Yeah, well, you know, the European tours are coming back. I'll probably be going to Europe in the, uh, in the, the summer. So things are gradually opening up, and as they open up, uh, I have more uh, things on my schedule to do. Got to roll with the punches. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I guess that's the thing about what's going on right now. I'm curious from your, your standpoint. You know, what do you hope we all realize about the power of live music that we've largely been away from since March of 2020? You know, when we get back, what do you hope we all realize about this that we've, we haven't had and we've missed so badly? Well, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> you know, everyone uh, realizes the the importance of something that you take for granted once it becomes once it becomes diminished. I think that the lovers of music are going to be greater lovers of music and and new discoveries for some other people. So everything has a has a positive or negative effect or result, and it's all up to the way you look at it. I see everything as, you know, <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, that you know, I heard the saying, 
You know, some see the glass is half empty, some see it as half full. I like to see it as half full. You know, and I think that's the one thing, too, about what's been going on right now is the jazz community has always been a very tenacious, creative group that's always found a way no matter what adversity has come through. How do you think the jazz community is going to reemerge stronger when things get back to it and, and everybody kind of gets back out and starts doing their thing, recordings and live music? Well, you know, one of the things that happened due to the pandemic was this, this whole thing of streaming. It's, that is something that I think is here to stay. Uh, venues uh, have found a way to reach larger audiences than their 120-seat room. The, the streaming is, is going to continue, which means that each performance we have is going to reach a larger audience than it ever did before. The only thing is, is, uh, is making sure that we all get paid, you know, um, uh, <laughs> accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, at the beginning of your life, how did, the, how did jazz begin for you? How did you fall in love with this craft, and how did it become what you wanted to dedicate your life to? Well, the music was alive in my house. My father played bass. He played drums, and he played piano. His um, musician friends would come over to the house, and there'd be jam sessions, there'd be rehearsals, and he had a very respectful collection of records. And in those days, the records were 78 thick. These records were thick. You know, you dare not drop them on the floor because they'd shatter. But, you know, so so the music was, was around me. It was something that I was brought up with. It wasn't... Uh, fine and for me to choose my career as a musician was not um i didn't see myself doing anything else so what was the first live show that you've seen you've you performed with so many cats over the years and created so many memories for fans what was your first experience seeing jazz live i seen my father play he take he would uh when um when he started teaching me the bass he would take me on gigs with him also he would take gigs on drums so that uh, he could uh, use me on bass. So I had the uh, the visual and the actual performance experiences very early on. The one thing that's happened in your career is you've been around so many legends and so many amazing musicians, you know, from Art Blakey to Sonny Rollins, Billy Taylor, all the way through this paradigm. And I'm curious, overall, with all of these legends and luminaries, what did you learn from them that you in turn have used to teach younger players that you get around throughout your life? Well, you know, this, my experience has been very vast and very rewarding. What, what I've learned is, is uh, <laughs> too much to try and capsulize, except that um, this music, See, for me, this music was never a question. It was always something that was part of my life. And I'm really amazed when I see so many young students now coming from environments and from communities and from cultures where the music was not such an uh, integral part of, of of their life, it's something that they had to really seek 
it says to me how universal this music is. You can come out of a cave and, and hear this music and have it, it will touch your heart and begin a new experience for you. It, become, it, it can easily become natural. It can easily become something that's natural to you. And the thing about, about this music is uh, it opens your awareness to everything else that you hear. And at least it does for me. And it puts everything into a, a positive light. And I believe that's, that's, really, that's really because of, of the, the respect that I have for this music and the natural adaption to this music that, that was my experience. And I think it's, 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 you know, some people say, well, jazz is hard to listen to or I don't understand it. Well, I tell you, great art, uh, you don't have to understand it to enjoy it. I don't care what genre it is. And I find that, that those who take the time to really allow themselves to be for their heart to hear this music, uh, rather than try and understand it through uh, academics or, you know, the confusing element of the brain, really find that... Uh, they've opened themselves to a great reward. I agree. So you've maintained a long career. You've been relevant all of these decades. How, how have you maintained that? How, what, what is your key to longevity? <laughs> Living. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you, you can't be trapped by yesterday, and you can't be confused by tomorrow. That's always been my way of seeing things. I guess that's the answer to your question. Today is the result of yesterday, and today is going to be the seed or the first step for the for tomorrow. So I see an importance in every moment. And, you know, saying that, I say that with the realization, my goal and my quest is to stop being a procrastinator. I procrastinate too much. I know the value of time, but it doesn't mean that I always act on what I know. So I'm striving to more consistently act on what I know I should be doing. You've done quite a bit over your career. You've won a lot of awards, and I'm curious. I don't want to know your favorite one, but what award did you get in your career that just surprised you, threw you for a loop when you got it? I don't know. I, I know that... Um, a documentary and my documentary called Base to Infinity done by um, Adam Kahn a filmmaker uh, it just won the Downbeat Best Documentary Award and you know I don't know I'm not a, that affected by you know awards I'm more affected by what I feel when I find myself being able to play a note better on my bass or being able to write a composition that I really like, or coming off the bandstand after playing a set of music that I can be proud of. That's my rewards and awards. You know, you get the chance to create music that millions of people love and enjoy. They have for years and years. What do you look forward to the most about being a professional musician, waking up every day? What's the greatest part of this process for you? To make the day count, you know, how much can I accomplish? I mean, can I really 
you know, it goes back to what I said earlier about uh, my tendency to be lazy or my tendency to procrastinate. So it's always a challenge, a challenge for me. You know, I remember, you know, hearing Duke Ellington say that someone asked him, how much time does it does he need, you know, to to accomplish, to write a piece or something like that? He said, I don't need time. I'm, what I need is a deadline, you know, something to spur you on. And I'm, I'm sort of like that. I might look up and, and look at all of the time that I've wasted and and the deadline that's um, that meaning ahead. I would like to get to the point where I can truly, I have the wisdom and the wherefore to truly take the advantage of the time that's, that's given to me and not have to put myself <laughs> under pressure. Everyone has a perception or an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you live your life. You have a perception of yourself. Who do you think you are? Well, I think that's what I've been talking about. I think that's what I've been saying. You know, we, we have this thing called a mirror. You look in the mirror, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. Who do you see looking back at you? Or how do you feel about that person that you see looking back at you? You know, is it honest? Is it, um, is it something that you're proud to see? Or, you know, are you feeling that... Um, you're failing or you're progressing. I think that's uh, I think that's the uh, the challenge to really uh, be honest about what you see and not so much about um, well, what do others see. I hope that that others. I value what others see. Uh, I see me first, and uh, so I've got to be true to that. Right on. Buster, thank you for taking a minute out from Neon Jazz today. Good luck as the year opens up and moves forward. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in New York, New Jersey, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Buster for his class, cool, and time. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com, and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, Go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.